0: we don't often do here on film school and talk a little comedy. Uh and and for my generation at least, Caddyshack is probably one of the most beloved comedies of all time. In fact, Premier Magazine voted it as one of the fifty greatest comedies of all time. It was ranked number seven on the AFI's list of ten great sports films. Uh it was directed by the late great Harold Ramis. It was co-written by Brian Doyle Murray, who, yes, that is Bill Murray's brother, as well as Harold Ramis and Douglas Kenney. And it was originally inspired by Brian Doyle Murray's memories working as a caddy in a golf club. He actually pitched the movie as National Lampoon's Animal House on a golf course. Uh, Animal House had just just come out a couple years earlier and was a great success. Um, Originally, the film was going to be more of a simple coming-of-age story about kids working on a golf course. Uh, but with the expansion of, of the, the comedy roles that you mentioned and the, the genius casting, uh, that kind of that original idea sort of blew up <laughs> and it became a, a free-for-all comedy farce.
1: When you look at the, the casting of this, certainly the Murrays are in there. But it was interesting, and I thought, Joe, you could talk about the personalities. Chevy Chase, Bill Murray... In the movie, rarely seen together because there was some hostility between the two.
0: Yeah, when well they worked, uh, well, they you know Bill Murray sort of famously replaced Chevy Chase on on Saturday Night Live. People sometimes forget that uh, they weren't on the cast together, but they didn't get along, uh, and they uh, had a sort of an infamous fight when Chevy Chase came back to host Saturday Night Live. So when these two, uh, you know, by 1980, you know big stars of comedy got together. There was a lot of concern that they might, you know, ruffle feathers uh, based on their past feud. And actually the famous scene where they are, where uh, Chevy Chase hits his golf ball into Carl's um, or Bill Murray's uh, you know, shanty shack, uh, that wasn't originally in a script. And Harold Ramis said, you know what? We have our two big stars and they don't have a scene together. So they sort of wrote that, On the quick, and uh, uh, fortunately, Chevy Chase and Bill Murray got along. Ironically, Ted Knight, who uh, by all accounts is a pretty nice man, didn't get along with most of his young co-stars like Chevy Chase. and uh, Rodney Dangerfield was younger at the time. He thought they were kind of, uh, you know, unprofessional.
1: (laughs) Well, talk a little bit about, again, staying with the casting part and the plot of the movie. Rodney Dangerfield was supposed to just be a part of this movie, he ended up being the big part in my observation, Joe. I thought he stole the movie.
0: It's almost hard to say who stole this movie because so many people did. Uh, Everybody sort of has their famous or their favorite character, I should say. But all of, uh, you know, Murray, uh, Chase, Dangerfield, all of those roles were originally supposed to be cameo appearances, appearances, but because they, they were all so good at improvising their roles got expanded, and we know in the end uh, they were all sort of equally stars of the movie. Um, Don Rickles, uh, ironically, was supposed to play the part of Al Sherbick that went to uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Mickey Rourke was considered for the role of Danny Noonan, the, the young golfer, but he was turned down because the producers didn't think he was funny enough. Um, so, and, and Bill Murray's character was originally written as a silent character, kind of like a Harpo Marx But once Bill Murray was cast, uh, obviously they encouraged Murray to to speak and improvise. In fact, his famous scene uh, where he's the Cinderella boy and he's whacking the the mums (laughs) with the golf ball, uh, that was all improvised. He was only instructed to uh, imagine him announcing his own sports fantasy. And Bill Murray said, here, give me four rows of mums and I'll do the rest. And, And that whole scene was improvised.
1: Joe, they did a lot of filming for the movie down in Florida. What about filming? Often you give us behind-the-scenes looks of complications or interesting stories. Anything on that side with this movie?
0: Well, um, some of the things that, uh, uh, I mean, this being 1980, there was uh, a lot of partying and, and drug use going on um, that, that made a lot of the people uh, show up late for work. Um, the uh, This is <laughs> it's a gross moment, but... Uh, it's kind of still a, a, an interesting production story. If you look uh, in the famous scene in the pool where they discover the baby Ruth in the pool and it yes. causes a panic, uh, <laughs> if you look closely at the rapper, they actually uh, block out uh, or remove the H. So instead of baby Ruth, it says baby Rut, which is a, a kind of a common thing that's done in movies to avoid uh, copyright issues, lawsuits, and things like that. So uh, that's a, a little something to look for. Originally, the assembly of the film by the editor, and this is almost impossible to believe, was four and a half hours long. Oh, um, And it's now a nice, tight, you know, 90-minute film.
1: Joe, as successful as the original Caddyshack was, they tried to do Caddyshack 2, and it was a gigantic flop. Why was that?
0: Well, it's a bad movie, <laughs> Just to put it bluntly. I mean, okay. in fact, Caddyshack 2 uh, is kind of infamously one of the uh, sort of known as one of the worst sequels uh, of all time. Uh, kind of, you know, going up there with like Jaws four, which we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, so it didn't it didn't age well. Uh, well, it didn't it, it never even did you know any it, it didn't uh, uh, compare at all to its original. Um, One quick story I want to tell about Rodney Dangerfield sort of in production is he was new to films, um, and when he was uh, in his scenes, in his first couple of scenes, uh, Harold Ramis would call action, and nothing would happen. Dangerfield would just stand there, and he he would say, hey, Rodney, is there a problem? Are you ready? And Rodney would say, yeah, sure. And he goes, okay, action. Again, nothing. Uh, So Ramis walked over to him and says, Rodney, when I call action, that's your cue to come in and do the scene. And he says, you mean do my bit? He says, yeah, do your bit. So from then on, whenever Rodney Dangerfield was in a scene, Ramus didn't call action. He just said, okay, Rodney, do your bit.